Take me, won't you, even if it's crazy Babe, I wanna All the this and that opinions Crash and tick, I had to mention Babe, I wanna Treat you, love you, touch you, hold you Know you, fuck, I wanna show you Babe, I wanna Lift you, kiss you, dwell inside your temple This could be so simple Babe, I wanna Through these eyes of mine, you're still divine Don't be surprised that Babe, I wanna When I make you quiver, shiver, bite your lip It makes me sick, cause Babe, I wanna Every time we scream from when I'm in your senses, give replenish. Babe, I wanna do the things you think of when you dream and keep you far from sinking. Babe, I wanna. Babe, I wanna. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to episode 22 of Self Truth to Shit. I'm your host, Joshua Self. It's been a great week for me. Um, got a lot of things done, had a lot of time to meet some new people, and see some old friends. I want to talk a little bit about some of the crazy stuff that's been going on in the news lately. But before I get to that, I want to kind of set the stage just a little bit. About a month and a half ago, Nimish Patel, a comedian, was performing at a university and he made a joke that many people apparently deem to be insensitive or disrespectful. And Tom made the comment that because of who he was, uh, an American of Indian descent, he was not allowed to make the cover of a joke. So the joke was basically that he felt that um, being gay is clearly not a choice because a black person would not add on another layer of oppression to themselves by choosing to be black and be gay. So some people in the audience felt like what he said was uh, too disrespectful. Um, And so he was escorted off the stage after his mic was cut. And he talked a bit more about it at length on the Joe Rogan show. And the whole situation, when you really look at the context of the joke itself, um, isn't really that offensive, but we have plenty of people who get offended over damn near anything. I think people forget that jokes are inappropriate. Removing things like word puns from the equation. How many times have you seen a joke? Have you heard a joke? And it wasn't inappropriate towards somebody, whether it's like a physical joke where someone slips and falls or um, trips off of a rooftop or something like that. You know, uh, someone's experiencing some type of physical pain or the joke where, oh, this person was duped. This person was fooled. This person did something very stupid. And we get a good laugh out of it. Like, jokes are, by definition, just inappropriate when we really look at them. Now, the difference, though, a lot of jokes, we consider particular demographics to be okay targets. Like, 
it's okay to talk about a Nazi. It's okay to talk about someone that has blonde hair. But other groups over the years, it's like, eh, maybe we shouldn't talk about them. Um, whether it's people who are overweight, people who are disabled, people who are um, like black or gay or sometimes like women. And it gets to be a little ridiculous where even making a comment about a particular group of people is considered offensive. That's, um, it gets a little bit extreme. George Collin, another comedian, made the statement that political correctness is just fascism in disguise. And his point is basically that we use words to control people, try to control people's thoughts, the way people act and such. Um, and I agree with him to an extent. Like Political correctness makes it harder to really discuss the underlying issues because we're too sensitive to really have a frank dialogue with someone else that is different from us. So it's harder for us to really understand how someone else can have a different experience because we can't really have a genuine conversation with that person. And that's what the real travesty is. Like if we can't have a frank conversation with someone who's different than us, we'll never understand at all like what kind of things that they're going through. And the extreme part, when we get to the opposite end, so we have this situation where some people are removing this comedian for making what they feel was an inappropriate joke towards black gay people to this other incident that happened just a few days ago where Jesse Smollett, an actor from the show Empire, who is openly gay and portrays a gay man on the show Empire, was attacked in Chicago. Um, he was called racial and homophobic slurs, and he was attacked by these two men who are currently unidentified. You know, they wore a mask or whatever. And he had a rope tied around his neck. So this guy was attacked for being black and gay. And the whole situation is just like, what the fuck? Like, regardless of how you feel about what he does, like, there's absolutely no call for attacking this man. Like, he hasn't done anything to anyone. He's just living his life. He's not offending anybody he's not hurting anybody and people who disagree with his lifestyle decide to attack him and that's ridiculous like we have people who get offended at the slightest mention of any type of joke relating to people being black or gay and then we have people on this far extreme who are like let's go beat up people who are black or gay and the whole situation is a mess and we need people to be able to really just have a conversation with each other. Like it, that's the, the problems that we don't want to talk to each other because the conversation is too uncomfortable. We just want to either dismiss it entirely. Let's pretend that there's nothing there or let's go attack people who are different from us. So when we have people who speak up about wanting equality 
Like this is the type of shit they're talking about. Like people want to be safe walking down the street. Like regardless of where you are, people want to not be attacked just for walking around somewhere. Like that's the crazy part. It's like, uh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just standing here. Okay, let's beat him up. And we're beating you up because you're black or because you're gay. And then people wonder, like, why are people protesting for equality? And, like, this is the reason. Like, okay, yeah, he's a celebrity, so his situation is going to get a little bit more press. It's going to get a little bit more attention nationally. But the issue is that people want to be safe in their own community. People want to be safe when they travel. People want to be safe, period. And when it's not safe for somebody to simply be walking around, like this is not one of those like, oh, he got mugged. You know, he's in a rough neighborhood or something like that. It's like, no, he's just walking and two men confront him um, and decide to attack him simply because of who he is. And that's just uncalled for. It's not right. I hope the police find whoever is responsible and, you know, prosecute these men to the fullest of the law. And it's important when other people talk about how they're mistreated that we take the things that they have to say seriously. Because things like this are unacceptable and I think the difficult part becomes like how do we respond to people being mistreated but still be able to talk about this um, in a less serious manner like that's the issue because one extreme where you can't make that kind of a joke versus other extreme where we're beating people up in the streets like both of those are terrible and obviously one is more terrible than the other but um we need to be able to reach the middle ground where we can have a frank discussion about something where we can have fun where we can laugh and enjoy the differences between each other like would you really want to live in a society where everybody is the same as everybody else Like, where's the fun in that? Like, why would you want to be somewhere where you are exactly like the person to your left, exactly like the person to your right? Like, why would you want that kind of an environment, you know? Like, there are things that I can do that other people can't do, but there are other things that other people can do that I can't do. And there are experiences other people have had that I will never have, and I can enjoy learning about those experiences through them And I hope that I can offer the same type of um, unique experiences to someone else. Because whether we admit it or not, we have a limited amount of time here. So we don't have the luxury of experiencing everything that the world has to offer. We can experience a lot of it, but to really see everything is impossible. So we have to get some of our experiences from somebody else. And it's terrible that we want to put down someone else just because their experience is different than ours. But when we talk about equality, sometimes there's actually really great things that happen. 
recently WWE had their Royal Rumble, which had a women's and a men's division. And Nia Jax became the first woman to compete in both the men's and the women's Royal Rumble on the same night, for that matter. And I thought that was phenomenal. Like, I'm not a big fan of wrestling. I don't really follow it anymore, you know, since I was, you know, seven, eight, nine, watching stuff on Saturday morning. But I watched some of the clips. I watched some of the highlights. And I feel like when someone says, I want equality, or someone says, I want to be treated as an equal, like, this particular moment, you know, it's only like a five, six-minute thing. But... Nia Jax enters the ring with other men. So it's her, the only woman, and some other men. Um, And she shows that she can compete with everybody else. Like, she can do the body slams and the grabs and the throws and take the punches, take the falls, all of that. And that's, to me, what made it phenomenal. It's like, don't treat me like I'm a delicate flower in this particular arena, you know, this is wrestling. Like we're not talking about uh, dancing or gymnasts or whatever. It's like, no, this is wrestling. Treat me like every other wrestler out here. So she gets a couple throws and she gets, you know, uh, RKO'd by, um, what's the guy's name? The Viper or something like that. Um, and I feel like that was great. It's like, hey, I want to be just like you guys, so treat me just like you guys. Don't give me special privileges. Don't give me, like, special treatment, nothing like that. Like, I want to be treated the same way everybody else is. So, uh, like, on the one hand, when you take it out of context, it looks like men beating up on a woman. But when you put it into the context, like, we're wrestling, it's a Royal Rumble, and... Then we look at that, it's like, okay, cool. Like, she's wrestling just as well as everybody else is. Um, And part of wrestling is being able to take your licks, you know? So she gives it and she takes it. It's like, okay, cool. Like, you stepped into the ring with other men. They treated you as one of them. And that, to me, that's what equality is. Like, you're treated the same as everybody else. And I thought it was phenomenal, you know? Um, and she she sold it, and I enjoy watching it. I'm sure that fans, like true fans, hardcore fans of wrestling, also loved it too. So it's um when we want to move forward towards equality, like this is the kind of thing I think people like. This is the kind of thing that people want to see. Um, in the news lately, there's been um issues with like um, high school wrestlers who have opted to switch genders not being allowed to wrestle in the division that they want to wrestle in some of it is simply like people's moral um situations other times it's like an actual like legal um snafu or whatever you want to call it that prevents people from wrestling in the division that they would choose to wrestle in. 
And uh, it's an interesting situation because a lot of it comes down to like, what does it mean to be born a man versus being born a woman? What does it mean to you know, take uh, steroids and have surgeries to go from one gender to the other? Does it actually affect your physical prowess and that sort of thing? You know, um, like I'm not a wrestler, so I don't really know how much it matters, but on the face, I would assume that someone who was born male would have um, some sort of, um, like I would assume that they have some sort of advantage, like being born male versus being born female. And I could be wrong. Like I'm not a scientist, I'm not a doctor, and I've never professionally wrestled anybody. So I don't know. And it might not matter at all. Like it might be that um, like these high school wrestlers, regardless of how they were born, are able to compete at the same level. And if that's the case, then it really shouldn't matter at all who gets to wrestle who um, if they decide to switch genders. But if that's not the case, then maybe we should reconsider if a person has um, like a gender reassignment surgery or hormone therapy or whatnot, like maybe we should think about who they are allowed to wrestle because for these kids, it's a big deal. And for these track runners and other athletes who they're allowed to compete against is a big deal. And if there's no advantage presented by being male, then maybe it doesn't matter. But I find it hard to believe that there's not some sort of advantage. Um, I mean, most of the men in track and field tend to be a bit faster than most of the women in track and field in the same, you know, competition, you know, whether it's hundred meter or 200 meter or whatever hurdles. Um, but like I'm not I'm not a professional athlete, so I can't really speak on that with any type of authority. But it looks, at least on its face, that there's a difference in terms of the speed and the strength between male and female athletes on average. Like obviously there are exceptions. Um, there was some high school kid uh, a few days ago who bench 335 I was like what the fuck okay a uh, 15 year old Mahalia Reeves yeah she benched 355 uh, just a few days ago and I can't bench 355 like I seriously doubt in my entire lifetime even if I wanted to I don't think I'd ever get close to benching 355 that's insane but you know this 15 year old girl was able to do it so there, I feel like there's always going to be some exceptions. Um, man, that's heavy. Like, 355? Shit. Uh, who needs to be that fucking strong? I don't know. But she did it, and that's great for her. That's phenomenal. Um, I mean, damn, if, if She-Hulk exists in real life, that's got to be it right there.
but um, you know, it's just important for us to be kind, be considerate to people and, you know, let people live their lives. Like everybody doesn't have to conform to what we consider to be normal, you know? Uh, and y'all, y'all find the people that, that fucked up Jesse. Like that's, that's messed up. Y'all, y'all find the motherfuckers, please, please find them. That's it for me. Y'all have a great week. Follow me on Twitter at Magus of the M. Y'all have a good day. I can think of a ton of times I was a distraction like my body was underlined My presence is a chasm and it hit like a hundred times Tevin is a character, could Tevin be one of mine? I think I finally figured out Nah, wait, never mind, maybe I'm tripping now For a second I reckon maybe my perspective is separate And with that I see some shit we can get around I'm chilling with a smoke in the pancake Looking and feeling solid like a bowler that can't break but I know what you can say Tevin is so cold he make your shoulders and handshake Hard to gauge if I'm a meanie or I'm clingy like waterway Now that I know you wanna show you all the things And if you're with it you can get it in all the ways In all the ways Love me, hate me, harm me, take me, want you even if it's crazy Baby, I want